Hi, Bold Faith and Fashionistas. Today's episode is an extension of episode 75. We talked about the power of four in episode 75, and that is the power of reading scripture four times per week and how it helps you to increase your confidence to share the gospel, to disciple others, and even memorize scripture, which we all know as professional Christian women who are leaders in our work and in our communities and in our families, how powerful that is. So today I have brought in an expert who is going to tell us a little bit about how we can build healthy, helpful habits, including reading scripture four times per week, even with a busy schedule. You're not going to want to miss this episode. Hey, professional lady, welcome to the Bold Faith and Fashion Podcast. Do you want to look polished when you're on the clock and put together when you're not? Are you ready to streamline and customize your closet so that every piece you own looks amazing on your right now body? Most of all, do you want to confidently stand out and point others to Jesus? Hey, I'm Ashleyana, and I too used to struggle with my closet and my confidence to stand out as a Christian woman. Most stylists will tell you that your beauty shines through when you know how to dress the outside, but what I found is that as a daughter of King Jesus, we are called to shine from the inside out in how we dress and how we act out who we believe we are. When we do this, dressing goes from look at me to look at him. On this podcast, I focus on putting on Christ before putting on an outfit. I also use my 10 plus years of styling expertise to teach you how to build a business to casual capsule wardrobe using my core style method. Grab a hot coffee and tune in while you get ready for work to turn up your shine. Quote, busy is not a disordered schedule or to-do list. It's a disordered heart. End quote. Lissa Figgins. Just to make sure that you know how awesome Lissa is, I wanted to give you a brief introduction of who she is, what her experience is, etc. As a midlife woman and entrepreneur, Lissa Figgins has a ton on her plate. So she's a wife, an empty nester mom, she's a life coach, podcaster, she leads a women's ministry, she's a mentor, and she's a friend. At one point in life, she found that she was too busy. And even though she was showing up on the outside, she just wasn't fully present. She knew something had to change because it was affecting her faith, her relationships, her work, her health, her home, and ultimately her joy. Does that sound like any of you? (laughs) I know I've been there. That is when God showed up and showed her the solution to her busyness. The solution to her busyness was not in her calendar. It was in her heart. Now, as a Christian time management coach, a priorities protector, and a recovering should-do list girl, she's the founder of Redeem Her Time Coaching, and she is the host of the Redeem Her Time podcast. Lissa's mission is to inspire and equip busy Christian women entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to go from random busyness to faithful fruitfulness in midlife and in business. And what she loves most is helping women hear God say, you are have time. Now let's listen to this episode's interview. Hey, BFFs. It's time for another Tuesday podcast episode. And as I mentioned last week or two weeks ago, I'm paring down to 
one episode per week on Tuesdays. And I'm doing this so that I can bring you some really high quality content, including bringing on guests who can help you, the professional woman, to do things that I'm not teaching you how to do. And so I've brought Lissa Figgins from Redeem Her Time podcast. She's one of my business besties to talk to us a little bit about how we can strategically incorporate the power of four, which is what I talked about in episode 75. So just as a reminder, the power of four is a study that was done about how you can incorporate reading scripture or listening to scripture four times per week. And when you do this, it increases the odds of you sharing your faith by 228%. It increases the odds of you discipling others uh, by 231%. It helps you to memorize scripture. Like you have 407% higher odds of being able to memorize scripture when you're in it like four times per week. And as professional women, we are often placed in positions of leadership and of influence. And so for this reason, we are called to stand out for the right reasons, to glorify God and bring his kingdom to earth. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So uh, when I was thinking, okay, who can kind of help us with that? Because as busy Christian women who are in a professional setting and we're juggling all the things, especially those of you heading into midlife, it can feel like adding one more thing to your plate. But before we get into that, I just want to kind of give a little teaser. I found that there are two main categorizations of standing out in the world as Christian women, or as I like to say, it's commanding attention, right? Drawing people to us. So the first thing is things that are internally motivated, like actions that are motivated internally. So this is how you speak, how you act. And even Matthew 15, 18 tells us the words that you speak come from the heart, and that's what can defile you. Um, and externally motivated actions can be things like how we look and how we dress, like what the persona that people see. So on that note, internal and external motivation has a lot to do with the habits we form in all aspects of our lives including whether or not we prioritize what's important to keep us close to and in communion with the Lord, like implementing the power of four. So now that I've kind of given you a good little introduction there, Lissa, <laughs> of like the overview and you, my listeners, can you tell me and tell all the professional ladies listening how you have been able to implement healthy and helpful habits into your life and into your business, but specifically get into how they, my listeners, can, you know, juggle all the things in their life and business, but also be able to harness like the power of four that we talked about in episode 75 and that we touched on just a second ago. Yes. And if you want to know the honest truth, okay, honest truth, your question, how have I implemented habits into my life, in my health, in my business, in my faith, in my relationships, things like that? I just decided and I did it. Now I realize right now, like you're literally, you're, most of your audience is probably like, what? And as you were talking about, like, as you were talking about the power of four, first of all, I loved that episode you had, and you know that it, I literally pulled over on the side of the road while listening to it and actually happened to see a sign in front of my friend's church that went along with it. And it really just kind of fostered this conversation, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
I was thinking about this because like those statistics you shared are like staggering, right? 220% and 228% higher chance of sharing your faith, 231% higher of discipling and 407% of memorizing scripture. Hello, mm-hmm. aren't these things that all Christians want, right? Amen. Yes, there are some people who, when they hear those things, they're like, oh, well, I should find a couple of friends who want to do this with me. And that would make it really fun. And then, you know, I'll do this. Or there are some people who are listening today who are like, oh, those statistics are like really interesting to me. Okay. I'm a fact girl. And if I can increase by that kind of numbers, I'm in. Then there are the people who are listening to it and going, uh, are you telling me I have to read my Bible four times a day, a week, a day? Yeah, we should be four times a day. That'd be even better, right? Like, <laughs> and not meaning that that person doesn't care about Jesus, but just kind of like, they're going to kind of sit back and be like, whoa, 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 right? Like, this is my decision, like nobody else's. And then there's the people like me who are like, oh, yeah, that would help me grow. Perfect. Decide. And I'm going to create a plan and I'm going to start doing it tomorrow. So to answer your question, how do I incorporate healthy habits? I'm the last person who decides, and then I just do it and I create a system around it. But I get that that is not how everybody thinks. And, you know, especially when life starts happening, I work with busy Christian women who are juggling midlife and some kind of professional setting or business or something like that. Right. And like when push comes to shove, what is it that's going to, well, first of all, what's going to, what's get you started with a new habit like this, right? So if, not, if you're already not reading scripture four times a week, we are not here to shame you or anything like that. We're here to inspire and challenge and encourage you and help you do that. Yes. So what is it that's going to get you going? And guess what, right? Like we're recording this near the end of January. Chances are your listeners probably started off the year with a Bible reading plan And a good portion of them have already fallen off of that. So the first question is what gets us started with a new habit? But I think the second question that's just as important is what keeps us going? Like what keeps us motivated? Because life happens, we get busy, we get distracted, we get lazy, you know, like we miss a day or two and then we start developing a pattern of not doing it. And so I really think it comes down to knowing yourself and then building habits in the right way that are going to work for you and not just, you know, the way that you hear it maybe shared um, by somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's something I know that you have really taken the time to study. I know you've incorporated it into the program. You have a year-long coaching program that's amazing currently in it now. It's so, so helpful. And so I would love for you to kind of tell us a little bit more about the habit formation. Tell us a little bit how you've broken that down. Um, Explain to my listeners, you know, as succinctly as as you can, kind of, okay, what is a habit? And maybe some things that they can do to figure out, like, how, who am I? Like, how can I stay motivated? Like, you mentioned kind of four different types of people. Can you tell us a little bit more about those types of people? Let's lay the foundation for with what is a habit and how are they formed first? Because I think it's important to understand that piece of it. And then we can figure out like, who are you and what's the best way to do it? Okay. So I have people tell me, so I would say I am very good with habits, but I have a lot of women tell me I am not good with habits. And I'm like, that is not true. (laughs) That is not true. Every single one of us has habits. I guarantee 99.9% of people who are listening to this right now, brush their teeth once a day. Guess what? That's a habit. 
I guarantee that you're reaching for something to drink, that you're maybe reaching for your phone at a certain time of the day, that you're putting your left shoe on before your right shoe, you know, like we have habits. So habits are routine behaviors. It's an action we perform regularly and often and like in a similar pattern. And so over time, as we repeat this, this process, it just gets ingrained and it becomes unconscious or normal. Right. And so we just, we just do it. Right. We don't even really think about the fact that this is a habit until we either want to break a habit or we want to create a new one. Then all of a sudden we've got this, like, ah, it feels hard. Right. Yep. But I always say you get what you repeat, right? So if you have a habit of eating a bowl of ice cream every night, mm-hmm. well, what is that habit going to get you versus the person who has the habit of drinking a cup of herbal tea every night, right? So we can have positive habits and we can have negative habits. And in what I teach inside um, inside the Redeemed Midlife CEO, we talk about the with God life and we talk about like, is what I'm doing moving me towards what God wants for me in these areas or not? And I truly believe there is no neutral it's either moving you towards it or it's not right. right? Either, either you're helping your body move towards health or you're going away from it. Either I've always loved them. the phrase neutral is negative. So I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but I just no. think people need to remember that neutral is negative because life continues to move forward. So if you don't move, you end up still being backwards. You know what I mean? You're still progressively going the opposite direction. Neutral is negative. Exactly. Exactly. And so there are so many habits we have in our day that we don't really think about, is this moving me in the direction I want to go or not until we get somewhere we don't want to be. And we're like, how did I get here? How did my relationship get here? How did my health get here? How did my business get here? Or, you know, whatever it is. Well, hello, I've been repeatedly doing this same thing or repeatedly not doing this same thing. And that was a habit. So a habit is anything you do regularly. So yes, you can, number one, you already have habits and you can build habits. Now, you know, how you always hear like, it's like 21 days to make a habit or 30 days. I did a little research on this because I was like, I want to really see what the science says. They say it's anywhere between 30 and 254 days, mm-hmm. which means <laughs> just do it and just keep doing it until it becomes, you know, whatever. But there are going to be different factors. Like how much of a change is this from what you're currently doing, right? Like how much time is this going to take to do this action or habit that you want it to be? And we'll talk about in just a minute is your motivation tendency. What is it that's going to get you going and keep you going? So if you want to create a habit, which is a consistent pattern, so reading scripture four times a week is a consistent pattern, right? Like we want to build that muscle such that it almost feels odd not to. And that's why I think the four times is that like tipping point, because now think of this, four out of seven is more than half. This means that more than half of your days, you are getting scripture in you versus not getting scripture in you. That's right. right. Now, what if you got scripture on you seven days a week? Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Right. But I can see where like, yeah, we're, we're more doing this than we're not doing this. Right. So we're moving in that direction. So when you want to start a habit, like every habit has like this loop, you have a cue, which like triggers it. Then you do the behavior and then there's some kind of a reward. Now that doesn't mean somebody's standing there to hand you a sucker or a, a certificate to say, good job, Ashleyana, you read your Bible today. Here's oh, your darn it. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Our kids expect the rewards, right? I mean, think about when you're training your kids and they were young, yep. when you're trying to train them to stay in bed or to go to the bathroom on the potty or to put their shoes away or whatever, right? You would have some kind of a cue. Then there would be a behavior they had to, you know, they had to follow through on, and then there would be some kind of reward. And yeah, maybe a, you know, a treat, but it may just be a hug, you know? And for us, it's like, you know, sometimes it can just be that, wow, that felt really good to get scripture in today. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
you know, we want to be paying attention to that then and like, okay, how am I going to start this habit going? Because guess what? Uh, like we are creatures of habit. And so if this is something we haven't been doing, then we will tend to keep not doing it. And we almost have, we have to interrupt that pattern and that habit to get us, you know, to move forward. Right. But the good news is we can add or remove habits and we can even up-level them. So maybe someone listening right now is getting in scripture one or two days a week. Amazing. Guess what? With God, you can bump it up to three, four or five, you know, whatever it is that you decide that it wants to be. And then over time, it's like, you're building that trust with yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did say good job. Right. Not like in a pharisaical way, but like a, yeah, that's what I said I was going to do. And I, I did that. Right. A lot of people right now are referencing the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, right? And it talks a ton, so many little ways to get into it, right? And the quality of our lives depends on the quality of our habits is one thing that he is famously quoted for. And the way I like to say it is who you become is the byproduct of your habits, right? When we're practicing the presence of the Lord, we are becoming more like him. And so that's the way that that's the direction that we're trying to go in. And that's the whole purpose behind why we want to be in the word four times a week or more. Right. That's right. Because we need to transform our minds and we do that by knowing God's word and by reflecting on it. And yeah, it's just amazing to be able to have a study that shows that, you know what I mean? That's written out on paper. Um, So yeah, go ahead and go into how you can, you know, know, yourself? How can you know those motivation powder- patterns? How right. can we start to build trust within ourselves by kind of seeing where we're motivated and where we're not? Yes. Yes. And this is what I think is really key because we see somebody maybe online, maybe they hear you talking, they hear me talking, you see mm-hmm. somebody on Instagram or whatever. And you're like, Oh, wow, that sounds cool. I'm going to do it like that. And then it doesn't work for you. Yeah. Right. It may be just because you have a different motivation style. And so you have to know yourself because we all respond in some way to expectations, right? Expectations are either external or internal, and we all have different responses. And so again, the question I want to come down to is, what is it that gets you going to start something new? What gets you off the couch? I want you to think about this. Like what would get you off the couch? If your Bible was across the room, what would get you off the couch to go go and pick it up, right? And you know, if what's going to keep you going to go grab your Bible day after day, after day, after day, after day, right. When, you know, a lot of other people have fallen off, right. What is it that keeps us on track with what it is that we're doing? So there are essentially four different motivation partners patterns, which I kind of alluded to in the beginning, right? So these are all based on your, that your response to inner and outer expectations. So I'm going to go through all four and then we'll specifically apply it to this context of reading your Bible four times a day so that your listeners can kind of start thinking about which one they think they might be. Okay. Now I will just say, this is not a cookie cutter. Everybody looks the same. And this is putting you in a box. In fact, if you already think this is putting you in a box, I already know what you are (laughs) because (laughs) there's one of the things that doesn't like to be put in boxes (laughs) Uh, and that's fine. Right. But this is just kind of knowing what's my tendency in this area. And you may find like, I've got my toe dipping in like two different ones. Um, but kind of think about which, which one's more primary for me. Cause you may, yes, have like a secondary, just like we do in our styling, right? We have right. our primary and we have our secondary. Okay. Yes. So here they are. I'm going to, re- I'm going to tell you the names of them first, and then we'll go back through and like talk about them. So responder, challenger, asker, and doer. Okay. So a responder, they meet external expectations over the internal. 
Okay. They are the people who will do anything for somebody else, right? If there's a group getting together, they want to be there. If there's a Bible study happening, they want to be part of it. Like it's, it's a lot of times. And again, all of these areas have like strengths and weaknesses. Okay. So they can bring people together around something, right? Because they really respond well to other people. Now, the flip side of that is they may have trouble setting healthy boundaries, so maybe I'm sitting down to read my Bible, but then so-and-so calls and I feel obligated to answer that phone call instead of finish my time with Jesus and then call her back, right? So that's a responder, external over the internal, okay? A challenger, they're like, whoa, I'm going to resist both the external and the internal, right? This is that person that I, if I said, when I said this, you know, they're already thinking, don't put me in a box. Don't tell me what I am, right? Like they're very much like, uh-uh, just because you said so. And and you may find this, right? You may find, like you hear people say stuff and you're like, oh, no, I don't do that. And then you just kind of sit back and listen. And then if it really resonates with something that's like deep in you, your core identity, your sense of mission, you know, really deep things, then you will be like, yep, but it's not because you told me to. So think about even your kids, right? You may have kids. <laughs> this works great for kids. Like, how do we motivate our kids to do the things we're asking them to do? Yes, sometimes there's just an obedience thing that you just, mom said to do it and I don't care how you feel about it. You just need to do it. But yeah, maybe that kid need, is always like their first response is kind of like, whoa, but then they come around and they end up doing it and they're like super loyal and they'll do it better than anybody else because they're so committed to it. So this is more of like that deep internal, once they decide that flip side of them, they could resist requests of other people and routines or structure being put around them because I don't like to be boxed in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a challenger. The asker is the person who questions the external and internal expectations, right? So they would be the ones who listen to that survey you just gave. And they're like, those statistics, I want to know more about that. Can I read the survey? Did you put the link in there? Like, what did they say? Who did they study? How long were they reading their bio? You know, like they're going to start getting really curious and asking questions and then they will do something because it's justified because it makes, they have enough reasons for it and it makes sense. Okay. Um, so again, they're really going to be committed because they've done their homework and they're like, okay, now I'm going to move into this. Now, the flip side for that person is they may not like being questioned, right? Like, because they feel like I make my decisions very carefully. If somebody questions a decision, I could get really defensive because I'm like, whoa, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Don't like, don't push me. Okay. And then the doer is the person who readily meets the internal and the external. This is the person who hears it. They're like, yep, this is a good thing. I should be doing it. I'm going to say I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow through. I'm going to create a system and I'm just going to go and I'm just going to make it happen. And you don't ever have to check in with me. And I will be off on my own, right? So they are like, yep, decide and do. That's me, okay? They, but, but here's my flip side. I don't like making mistakes, right? So it's very hard to not be doing it right. And I have to be careful that I don't get into a legalistic type of doing and it stays on the, you know, the heart-centered like relationship side, not the religion side, right? And I also don't like when other people drop the ball because I follow through every time. And so it really bothers me when other people don't, <laughs> I will just be honest. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are the four and I am definitely a doer. Now you and I have been processing what you think you are. And I think it'd be really fun for your audience to kind of hear you explaining what you think you, which of those four you think you are the responder, the challenger, the asker, the doer, and a little bit like kind of why you think, why you think that, because I think you're spot on, but awesome. Okay, good.
I made sure to talk to Alyssa beforehand to make sure <laughs> that I got this right. But um, it's more, I was leaning toward either the challenger or the responder. I've kind of felt a little bit of both. But at the end of the day, um, the only reason that I would meet external expectations of someone else is because I highly respect who they are and they are doing the things that I aspire to do myself. So that's an identity thing. The other um, thing I've kind of tiptoed on is maybe the information, right? Because a lot of times if there's really good information, then I'll go ahead and, and change my mind about something because you've given me relevant data. However, again, I tend to be the person that has to, for myself, look at a, that information so I can decide for myself whether or not that aligns with, you know, other things I've read, who I am, what kind of decisions I'm, I'm going to make based on that. So I'm not really easily swayed by information. You could give me all the information in the world, but if it doesn't align with who I want to become, then it's irrelevant to me. I, I don't, you know, I don't care kind of a thing. And then additionally, when I decided to follow the Lord, it had to do with my identity and who I wanted to be. I wanted to be someone that was like Jesus. I wanted to be somebody who decided to just in faith follow the Lord, um, no matter how many questions I had, no matter what other people's expectations were. I told the Lord there was just a day I decided, you know what, um, even though I know I'm going to have questions, I'm just going to follow you. Even though I know that other people are not going to believe what I believe, I'm going to follow you. I'm yours. So I, at the end of the day, I, I am a challenger. I think I tend to tip more I, into the um, um, responder because I've noticed if I get people around me who I feel are, you know, high character, high caliber, um, especially like uh, Lisa was saying, she follows through. Well, now she's somebody I can respect and follow because she does what she says she's going to do. So that was my process. So what do you think? I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're spot on. And when I think about the fact that you, you keep coming back to identity here on your podcast, that makes sense, right? Why is identity so important to you? Yeah. Because that's what's important to, you know, like you want to talk about it here on the podcast, because this is really what is important to you, like down in this deep core. Now, this is yeah. not saying that if you're not a challenger, that you don't care about your identity or your identity in Christ. We are not saying that. We are saying, what is it that is going to get you up off the couch? What's going to keep you going when everybody else has fallen off, right? And so that's really where you know yourself. Yeah. Each of these different um, types of motivation styles have their own gifts. So that's the gift I'm bringing to the world because all of them, you can be motivated by all of them, right? Like all of them are motivational tools, the inner and outer expectations. Yeah. And I think it's easy for us to be like, well, it sounds like this one, this one type is more of a better, better Christian or a better person. Right. And so I just want to make sure that your listeners hear that there is no right or wrong. There is no, well, this is who I am. And you know, I need to change that. This is like how God made you and how he wired you. And guess what? They all have really beautiful things and they all have things we need to keep in check, right? So just kind of going through them, you know, real quickly again, so your listeners can hear it and kind of think about where are they lying. And then I'm going to walk you through like how I was able to stick with reading my Bible. And then maybe you could share like what you do as, as your type, right? So a responder, again, they are going to say, okay, I should be reading my Bible four times a week. I'm going to do it with other people in community 
or, you know, I'm going to make sure that I've, I've taken care of other people's needs first before I sit down and do this. So I don't feel this tug, right? Because they respond to others' expectations. Okay. The challenger is not going to do it just because everyone says they should, they're going to take it to the Lord and they're going to do it out of a deep sense of identity. They're going to respond to calling. Okay. And asker is going to want to read that scientific study. They want to ask other people, what do you do? What do you use? They're going to ones, they're going to be the ones you go to because they have already researched the reading plans, the studies, the Bible versions, right? Like what plans are out there? Like they respond to reason and information. And then the doer is the person who decides they're going to do it. They create a plan, they get their resources in place and they start today. Even if no one ever checks in with them or even knows they're doing it because they respond to responsibility. So as a doer, last year, I decided I was going to do a Bible in a year plan. And I had started those before, but not really been super consistent. Like, you know, again, because I am always on this personal growth and like spiritual growth and learning myself. So I like, so there's, there's several parts to your plan and I'm going to give your listeners some homework at the end. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through what I did and then I'll have you walk through. So first thing you have to decide is what's the what. So I decided I was going to do the Bible in a year and God had just brought the word with into my life. And I was really intrigued about the with God life, like what that looks like when we are partnering with him and saying yes to life with him and what it looks like when we're not. <laughs> and the Bible is full of it, right? So I decided I'm going to read the Bible in a year and I'm going to have a with God focus while I do it. Okay. The second question is why I did it because I knew it would help me live a with God life and build a with God business. I knew it would help me in the growth. A doer is often very, I and mean, they're all concerned about their, their growth, but I think a doer very much is like, we can get stuck on the, what can I do to be better? Right. We have to be careful there, but we're always trying to do to move forward. Right. Um, my, how I found a podcast. I love the daily grace podcast that went chronologically through the Bible last year. And then I also had my life with God Bible and I had my highlighters. So if I found evidence of people saying God's invitation, it was one color people saying, yes, it was another color. People saying, no, it was another color. So I could see like these different pieces as I went. And then the last piece of it is your when. So for me, it goes into my morning refill time block, which I teach this time blocking method that's different than what you get from the world. Um, we look at like a 30,000 foot view of your day. And I truly believe your day needs to start and end with refills because you have to fill up before you can pour out. So my morning refill time block is when I'm doing these things. And I kept that consistent. Even when I was traveling last year, my son got married. I went on a missions trip across the world. Like life happened. I wasn't just sitting in my quiet time spot, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Right. And here's the thing. I never got more than like two days behind. And so then I just like read, you know, read double up those couple of days and caught up. And I literally, I finished on December 31st, but I was successful because I decided I created a plan. I got the tools I needed and then I implemented, you know, and, and yes, I shared things that I was doing. And as, as that habit built, right, there was momentum. And so I had that desire to keep coming back to it and, you know, and all of that. But th so again, as a doer, that's how I approach it. So let me kind of like interview you a little bit and go take you through those questions and be like, okay, let's think about it from a different person, from a challenger. Right. And maybe this is completely opposite. Right I'm completely right? opposite. We're like, we can, we can still be friends, right? We're like opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm like all the things. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Okay. So your first step is to decide your what. So like, maybe like, this is what you're doing now for 2023 or maybe what you'd like to do. I'm sorry, 2024. We're in a new year. Hello. 
um, <laughs> what you would like to do this year, but like, what is your, what, when it comes to how, like, what's the, what for getting in scripture? So for me, it has been al- allowing myself to not only have to see scripture in a Bible. So we have a book study that we're doing um, in your program and there is scripture in it. So like having books that you're interested in that you really like resonate with or that something you want personally like inside of you to grow in that you know is biblically based and maybe you can check to see if scripture's built in, that's still exposing me to scripture. So if I do that one but day- a challenger, I'm just going to say, because a challenger is like, wait, it doesn't have to be all just yes. in the Bible, <laughs> right? Yes. Like- yeah. Isn't that true? But it is. And so I'm like, I'm allowing that. And I'm like, Hey, that counts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. well, then I do my Bible too. Um, okay. I love my Bible app. And um, I just kind of said, I looked through there to see if there's anything that I was like super interested in. So <clears throat> they have it where you have to do it every day. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it every day because I have other things I'm doing. So when I am not doing my reading in the morning, the rest, rest of God, um, then I'll go in there and I'll do that. And it has a little bit of old Testament and a little bit of new Testament. And I thought, Oh, that's awesome. So that's, that's the what for me. Okay. okay. I love it. Right. Whereas like, if you think about like my brain likes the linear, I liked going chronologically this year, I'm doing the new Testament in the year. So it's kind of nice to not be three chapters a day, one chapter a day. I'm looking for the word fruit or fruitfulness, evidence of fruit or fruitfulness every day. Okay. So what's your, why, why are you getting in scripture as a challenger? So my biggest why is because I feel called to become a person who knows how to speak about what the Lord is doing in my life. I feel called to be a living testimony of how God is faithful and how he is good. And I feel called to teach other women to do that as well. So in order for me to feel good about teaching that, I myself have to be that already. So it's that kind of accountability. Like you said, it's a built-in identity. It's a calling that I feel is from the Lord that I know is from the Lord. And so that is my why. That is what keeps me going and motivated and making sure if I didn't get it in in the morning, you bet I'm getting it in in the evening before I go to bed. Yeah. Because you want to make sure your identity is like congruent, right? Yeah. That you are aligned with what you're saying and which doesn't mean we're perfect, right? No. But is this who I am at the core? Not am I doing all the right things on the outside? Because I said, watch that. Okay. Your how you kind of touched on, right? So it's either your Bible, your um, app, the book that yep. you're reading, like that. When, okay. And you just kind of barely, you mentioned this, but like, when's your when? Um, do you have yep. like, this is my main time I'm trying to make it happen? Or is it challenger? Are you okay if it like bounces around different days, um, you know, in, in different times? Yep. So right now it's more season of life, why it's bouncy. Well, and it could be the fact that I'm a challenger as well and other things, but with homeschooling and trying to make sure that I'm exercising and all the little things that go into my schedule, I basically go, okay, if in the morning I'm getting up and I'm working out right away and then the kids do get up and I don't have that quiet time, I would rather wait until the evening when Kevin's putting the kids to bed. That's my husband. And then it's quiet again. So then I really get that like deep focus time, even if it's only 15 minutes, but at least it's quiet. Nobody's trying to bug me or ask me for things. So, okay. Yeah. See, I'm flexible. Right there. I love that because your identity, your deep sense of calling is like, I really want to feel deeply connected to what I'm doing. Whereas I could err on the side of as a doer, I want to check that box. So I will do it while the kids are running around just to be like, okay, I did it. 
and now I can move, you know, now I'm on to the next thing. And yeah. So great. I, I love that, awesome. right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's, what's really important, right? Like as you're thinking about, am I a responder, a challenger an asker or a doer, right? Is, is kind of starting to identify like, what do I tend to, which way do I tend to lean? And then what do you need to put in place to help you not only start, but then be consistent. So if you tend to be more responder, more externally motivated, you need accountability because without accountability, you're going to be all over the place or you're going to be no place, right? So you love the let's come together. You would love like a co-working type thing where everybody's on and like, okay, now we're praying and everybody does their own praying. And okay, now, you know, we're reading scripture or whatever, just because it brings people together. You can have your cup of coffee, you know, whatever you would probably love going to a Bible study, which means you're going to love doing your work because you're thinking about the experience of sitting in that circle with those women to discuss scripture. Okay. And again, that's not a bad thing to be externally motivated. So if that's the bent you are, then like lean into that strength of how can I bring other people into this? Cause it's going to help you and it's going to help other people. Okay. If you are a challenger, you really need to look at authenticity right? And this is like what you keep coming at, pulling on the string of like, is this true to who I am? Right. And if I'm saying I'm going to do this, then I'm really going to do it. Otherwise I'm not going to say I'm going to do it because that would be inconsistent. Right. And so, yeah. So you, you, go, you kind of decide like, this is the kind of person I want to be. I want to be a disciple of Christ. I want to, you know, be well-versed in scripture. I want to be a prayer. I want to, you know, and again, it's not to like, wow, look at me, but it's because I know that when I do those things, I am taking on more and more of his character and reflecting that back in my life and in my work, right? If you're an asker, you need clarity, okay? So like you need to make sure that things are pretty clear before you start. Otherwise, yeah, it can be easy to kind of like let it go, right? And so you really are trying to make sure like, what is what is the importance of this? And, and you are going to do the research of what's going to work for you. So you probably are going to talk to other people or go look up different resources and kind of find like what it is that really seems to resonate and make sense to you. And that's good because once you find that, you're going to stick with it because you've done the research and you picked one that made sense to you. And it wasn't just the one that everybody else was doing at church, right? And then a doer, is the person who needs scheduling, right? That is me. And that's why I'm a time management coach, right? Because I, I do build in accountability for myself and my schedule and I teach other people how to do that. And I have to remember, not everybody is a doer like me, you know? And so like, how do I teach it in such a way that they resonate with it and don't feel like I'm telling them this is what you should do, right? And then they're like feeling like they're failing, right? So for me, I have to have a plan for making it happen. Because if I don't have a plan, it's just not gonna happen which essentially is true for all of them, right? All of these are true for all of them. We all need accountability. We all need clarity. We all need calling identity. We all need some kind of a plan or schedule, but there are certain things that are really going to move you more towards that becoming a habit than somebody else. Yeah. And I just say, be encouraged to know that the Lord is the one who created those things. He is the one that created those motivations. So whichever one you fall into, which I remember reading that um, the two most common, the ones that most people fall into are askers and responders. We tend to be a little bit smaller of a pool on the opposite ends there, but it's a, it's a gift from the Lord that you have that. And so definitely embrace it and just know that it's, it's beautiful and that you're beautiful the way you're made and how you're motivated. 
And we all have the same end result. We're all trying to shine Jesus, right? That's like right. it doesn't matter what makes us get started and what keeps us going and what that exactly looks like. You know, like the end goal is that I am salt and light, right? That I'm a city on a hill, that people are going to see Jesus in me. And it's okay that it doesn't look the same for everybody. And by reading your scripture and having that power of four habit, now you can really renew your mind and start to share your faith more confidently. You can start to disciple others more confidently, which is our kingdom calling as a group, right? Everybody has their individual calling, but we all have the same kingdom calling together as the church to spread the gospel and disciple others. So I'm just so glad that you came on and helped us to figure out, okay, how can we do this if we're struggling to build those great habits? So Lisa, thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Can I just give a little, like, just, just a reminder, like yes. it's, it almost go without saying yet. I really think it needs to be said. Okay. Whether you do things to please other people again, can be positive or negative, or you do things to please yourself because it's got to come from here, or you do things, you know, a combination of them, no matter what your tendency is, we are all called to please him. Like ultimately he is to be our motivation. We just have a different motivation style then in how we you know, like how we respond to that. But like, ultimately it's not about, it's not really about us or about them or not them or not us, you know, it's really about him. And so when it all comes down to it, like that is our ultimate, ultimate motivation. Um, and yet he's uniquely made us all different. Right. So I encourage you like sit down and, and decide what are you going to do? Why are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? right? Because when you have those things in place, then you will start building that habit and you will start doing it. And you're going to experience the results that Ashleyana has shared when you are getting in scripture on a regular basis. So I'm going to just real quick, close us in prayer. Now that you have your homework. <laughs> um, All right. The teacher and me oh, coming out. I can't leave you without an assignment. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you did. So yes, ladies, ask those questions, write them down, pray about them. And actually I I'm going to pray over you right now. Um, heavenly father, Lord, I just thank you for Lissa and the giftings that you have given to her. I thank you that she has the boldness, the uh, courage, the tenacity to share them that, um, you have brought the women to this podcast who are listening right now. And Lord, we just pray that you would reveal to them, which motivation style that they are. How have you made them Lord? I just pray that right now they would get clarity on that and that they would put into action those motivation styles so that they can harness that power of four and really get into your word and start to renew their minds so that they can be more confident in whose they are, so they can be more confident in sharing their testimony and just leading others to you. So Lord, we do this for your um, kingdom, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, would you take 30 seconds and share it with another professional woman who may be praying for the confidence to stand out at work and shine for Jesus? Also, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to know that you're getting the encouragement and tools you need to feel confident in whose you are and what you're wearing. Want to connect with me sooner than next week when the next episode airs? Join me on Facebook in my free group, Business to Casual Capsule Wardrobe for Professional Women.